Hello, and welcome to Breadcrumbs, where it is our mission to minister enough breadcrumbs to provoke your hunger for the bread of life, Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining. Hello, everyone. May the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be unto you. I am very excited uh, for this episode because I have my most favorite guest of all, which is my beautiful, lovely wife. She is here. (laughs) Do you hear my (laughs) smile? (laughs) Yes, I heard your smile. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, um, I am glad to be here on your podcast. I'm excited to see where this goes today. Yes, and you can hear smiles. In case people did not know, you can hear <laughs> Just so you know. smiles. Listen closely. <laughs> you can hear smiles. So, what's on your mind? Well, uh, I... I thought I'd, um, if it was okay, I would, I would like to ask a, a joke that's Uh-oh. been on my mind. Oh, okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Why did they take the broken iPod to the hospital? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. To get a podcast. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) 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 That's all. I just wanted to (laughs) bit on my mind. Podcast joke. If anyone ever has never heard a podcast joke, there you go. Mm. There it is. Wow. So what are we discussing today? Uh, Do I address you as Brother Elders, Mr. Elders on this podcast? No. No, you do not. Do not do that. I'm your husband. (laughs) I am your husband. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. We need to get started on this. We need to get whatever we're going to talk about. We need to get it on the roll here. So I am very glad to have my wife. I love my wife very much. We have a lot of fun. We do. If we are nothing, we are friends. Yes. I mean, we're married, so. Okay. (laughs) We can't change that. We don't want to change that. But uh, oh, we are friends. Bef- I guess let's word it this way. Before we were anything, we were, we were friends. friends. And so, you know, just throwing this out there. Um, when you're looking for a spouse, it's good to marry your friend. Yeah. You know, people talk about getting stuck in the friend zone. It's probably one of the best people you can marry. <laughs> Somebody that was as a friend, that's a good friend. So before Jamie and I were anything, we were we were friends. And uh that has went over into our marriage and has kept us very close. So I'm thankful for my wife because she's my friend. Amen to that. <laughs> 
I hope I hope um, this goes somewhere today. I'm kind of excited but nervous at the same time. Mm. Oh, we we shall see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so um, yeah. So while I was uh, praying, I uh, I quoted this verse and it kind of got down in me about Noah in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7 it says by faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet moved with fear and prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith Uh, but when I was praying and I kind of quoted this verse, I, I, I quoted that, you know, Noah, by faith, being warned of God, uh, he moved with fear and prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, I don't really got in, in my spirit about Noah preparing an ark for the saving of his house. And we need to prepare uh, an ark. Yeah. Yeah. Our homes as an ark. For the saving of our house. Yeah. Um, Like we have, we have to prepare things. It, It doesn't just happen on its own. You know, Noah was warned of God of things to come and, he moved with fear because he had faith in what God said and he he worked and he prepared an ark for the saving of his house. He didn't just sit back and do nothing. He he had to put in effort, he had to put in work and he had to do things to prepare a safe place for his family. Mhm. And we have to do that. We, we have to move with fear, which, which is by faith, being moved with fears, respect, reverence of God. Um, and it's by faith. So we have to move with, with that faith and begin to prepare things in our home, our family, or in, in our home to, to protect our family so that our family can be saved. Um, it would be a very bad thing to reach after the lost because we are called to preach the gospel to every creature and to make disciples of all nations. But it would be a, a very sad thing to put all your effort and energy in reaching after the lost and then you lose your own family. So there, there's a lot of work that has to go into preparing a safe place for your family, preparing an ark for the saving of your house. Uh, the Word of God says that Noah, in Second Peter 2 and 5, it says that Noah, Noah was a preacher of righteousness. So he preached as he prepared that ark, as he prepared the safe place for his house. He preached 
just like we're supposed to preach to the lost. But he never stopped preparing that safe place for his house just because he was preaching. He never stopped preparing the safe place. And we preach to the lost. We, we reach for the lost. We preach the gospel to every creature. And preaching the gospel is not just, uh, it is not behind a pulpit. It's talking to the person, your coworkers, talking to the person in the store at the gas station and communicating the gospel to them. And we do that. But if we spend all of our energy on reaching the lost and making disciples, in which obviously we're commanded commanded to do that, but if all of our energy goes there and we forget the ark that we're supposed to be preparing for our house and our own family is lost, what did we gain? So Noah preached. He was a preacher of righteousness, Peter said, but he never Stop preparing the ark, the safe place for his his house. He, being warned of God by faith, he moved with fear, and he prepared an ark to the saving of his house. So, I, I don't know, that kind of really got into me. Mm-hmm. And it is important for us to prepare a safe place for our house, that our, that our house is saved. And I hope nobody gets me misunderstood. I am all for preaching the gospel to every creature. I I believe that more than anybody, probably. I'm all for it. I I preach. I preach in the streets. You know, we we don't house it up in the building. I literally get on the street corners and I preach the gospel. We go into neighborhoods and we preach. We baptize people in Jesus' name in neighborhoods. Uh, we we preach the gospel uh, to as many as will listen to every creature. We we proclaim it. We sow seed. But I cannot get so wrapped up in doing that and expending all my time and all my energy into preaching to every other creature other than my family. And uh, I pastor, so I cannot get so lost in pastoring everyone else that I forget to take care of my family because if I reach everyone and I pastor everyone effectively, but then I lose my own wife in the mix Mm -hmm. and I lose my own children in the mix, what did I gain? So uh, Jesus said, if a man gained the whole world and lose his own soul, what does it profit him? And for some reason, I know in the context, Jesus is talking about gaining the whole world, you know, riches and all of this stuff, uh, and then losing your your salvation, your soul in the process, that you gain nothing. But uh, for some reason, I just almost feel like there's a principle to that because when you're married, the two become one flesh. So, if I gain the whole world, if I win the whole world, if I reach the whole world, but then I lose my family. So when you're married, you become one flesh. When you have children, literally, 
the two have become one flesh, literally. So if I lose my wife and I lose my children, yet I gain the whole world, but I lose my own house. What did I gain? What did it profit me? It's, it's, it's important to build an ark for the saving of your house. It's so important. Um, and I mean, our family is everything, um, and, uh, cultivating, I guess, like the fear of the Lord in our home and cultivating, um, a walk and a peace in our home and cultivating prayer is so important to our family. And I guess I can see the results of, um, of, uh, of doing that just by us putting God first in our home, putting prayer first. Um, We have seen the results in our own children. Jackson, when he was four years old, came to me and said, Mom, uh, I'm going to go pray in my room. And at first, I thought he said, I'm going to go play. (laughs) And I said, what, you're going to go play? And he said, no, I'm going to go pray. And... At first, I was kind of, I mean, I don't want to say caught off guard, but I wasn't expecting that from a four-year-old. But I believe it's because we have been intentional with um, creating an atmosphere of God in our home. And it just, when it's in our home and the peace is in our home, it, it leads our children and draws our children to a walk with God on their own, even as young as four years old. And, um, and he did, he went in his room and he, he, he prayed and he cried out to God. I could hear him crying and praying. And, um, I don't know, in that moment, it just moved me and and really impressed upon me how important, um, it is to, to prepare an ark like Noah for the saving of our home. And we never, we never tell Jackson, go, you know, it's time, you know, go pray or, or anything like that. We've never, we've just... Yeah. led by example yeah, and leading by that example, he has just picked it up on his own. And I mean, he's, you know, he doesn't pray like that every day, but every now and again, it hits him. And I know even this morning, he's seven years old. He, um, he's reading his Bible on his own. I have not as of yet had to make him. He is just automatically drawn, um, to reading his Bible. Yeah. And I know I was not like that <laughs> as a kid. He's so, my son's very impressive to me. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I wasn't like that either. I think, it, I mean, it's because we have been intentional and focused on what's important in this house. Um, you know, it, it, we're not putting like school on a high level. We're not putting like... Uh, uh, material things on like a pedestal or, or anything like that. Um, or I'm trying to think. And which when she says anything. we don't put school on a high level, it doesn't mean we don't <laughs> teach our son. We do homeschool. We do homeschool. And we do teach him. And, and school is very important, but I guess the priority is school comes. After God. After God. For sure. Yes. I hope that was clear what I was saying. 
I just didn't want anybody to think we were ri- raising someone no. that's going to be like, <laughs> mom was two plus two. But yeah, we, I don't know, one thing that, that, that we have and said. Before you go, and I, I do want to say, like, it's it's like I don't want to take all credit for how Jackson has been. You know, it, it's the drawing of God, but it's because of the atmosphere that we have tried to cultivate in our home. And, you know, we're not perfect. I don't want to say that we're so perfect, but we do try our best to... um put God first in every aspect in this home and you can feel the peace in this home. I mean, I can. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, because I mean, I, I had a praying mom that led by example to pray and I did not, <laughs> I, didn't, I did not go in my room and pray when I was four and five and seven um, so yeah, we cannot take all the credit. Uh, Jack Jackson just does, he really does have a, a love for God and we're thankful for that, but we have been very intentional, um, very intentional about entertainment, uh, being very careful with what types of entertainment we allow because we are building an art preparing an ark. So I can't allow certain forms of entertainment in my home when I'm trying to build it as a safe place where my family can be saved. And I can't allow my children to partake in certain entertainment or a certain amount of entertainment when I'm trying to prepare my home for a safe place that my family can be saved. And we have, Jamie and I have been very intentional and and I'm, I'm not trying to build us up by no means. (laughs) It sounds, (laughs) sounds kind of bad, but, but (laughs) all we can do is talk from our experience. If if we knew your stories, we would tell yours, (laughs) but we only know ours. (laughs) (laughs) And to see the results of it and to see the results from his own his own choosing. Um, and I don't know. It's just, it, it's been encouraging to that. We're doing the right thing. Yeah. And we, we just, we've, we have been very intentional and I guess I just encourage everyone that listens to be intentional about cultivating the peace of God in your home. And, the only way to cultivate the peace of God in your home is you have to walk with God first and foremost, but you you have to fill your home with prayer. You have to fill your home with the word of God. You have to remove certain things out of your home. Uh, You have to be careful about what entertainment you do allow in your home and you have to be very watchful. You're a gatekeeper. And so you have to cultivate it. And you begin to learn as you, as you cultivate that and the peace of God is in your home. You begin to learn what it feels like when it's not peaceful. 
And so for us, we had a, uh, a time that we redid our bathroom. Well, we had a company redo our bathroom. So we left for a week and they came in and did our bathroom and we wasn't here for a week. And when we came back in our home, the peace of God was not in our home. And yeah. we knew it. I don't know what kind of music they were listening to. I don't know what kind of language they were using, conversations they were having. Uh, but it disrupted the peace of God in our home, and we knew it immediately. Yeah, and that was a lesson learned. Never again. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Never. And so we had to begin to take authority over our home and pray through our home and, and re-cultivate the peace of God in our home. It didn't take long because... I mean, it was already there, but it's like we had to go through and clean stuff out spiritually. And um, it's important. When the peace of God is in your home, you and your spouse don't really have knockout, drag out arguments. <laughs> uh, the peace of God is there. We're, you're at peace with one another. doesn't mean you don't have disagreements. But if the peace of God is there. Tough discussions. It helps. <laughs> it, Silent treatments. <laughs> it helps. The peace of God helps. Uh, but it, cultivate the peace of God in your home. And then I guess, you know, just some practical things that I've learned as a young mom and, and praying you know, there have been times where it has been difficult having a baby and a child. And um, and I got to the place where I had to uh, not worry that they were around or not worry that I couldn't be in some quiet, dark corner to hide and pray. I had to get over the fact that they're just going to have to see me because naturally I, you know, I'm introvert. I would prefer to go like uh, the word says, go behind a closed door, go, go privately, go somewhere, you know, alone. I would love, (laughs) (laughs) oh, how I wish I could. But in the season that I have been in for the past, I guess, seven years from the time my son was born and then having a second child, um, I've had to overcome that and, and pray. And I just, pray while they're watching me, pray while they're playing. I had to get past, um, they're just going to play and I, I've got to connect with God and I've got to connect to where he, his flow is and the flow of the spirit is. It was, you know, it's so important, even though I got interrupted, you know, many times, but I, I, I just kept trying. And some days, you know, some of you young moms, you know, um, some days are, are some tough days, but for the most part, I tried to push through as best I could and, um, and be intentional that prayer, prayer is important. Um, even if I got a little bit of time, I know when Mia was a a baby, it was a very rough, rough season for me. (laughs) Um, my prayer life was all over the place. It was not steady or consistent as I would naturally like it to be because that's naturally who, who I am. I like, uh, consistency and routine. Uh, well, having kids, kind of throws routine out the window. Um, but it has developed me and it has, um, shaped me and to know that prayer is important no matter what season you're in. Um, I know like 
through life I haven't been through. I haven't experienced every season of life, but there are seasons that, that come. And seasons, they, they don't last forever, but, um, and, and I can, um, I'm sure there are other seasons besides, you know, motherhood that can be difficult. Um, but just push through, I guess that's what I'm trying to say is, is even though it was difficult and it was kind of hard and with the interruptions and everything and the sleepless nights, um, to keep pushing through and, and, and keep trying to, um, cultivate that prayer, that prayer life in your home. Yeah. And so we live in a small home. Our house is like 1100 square feet and, uh, it's kind of hard to get away from each other. So, uh, but it's done as good because where you would naturally go and get in your room and shut the door and pray, spend time with the Lord. We really can't do that. So, <laughs> so, so our, our children have seen us. Yes. Pray and, it, and everything. Correct. It, there's no place for us to really hide. To go, <laughs> go. Yeah. <laughs> but But I'm thankful for that because it, it's actually taught me something. And if the Lord was to ever uh, bless us with maybe a slightly bigger home, just saying, you know, I'm completely content. But, you know, I don't want to shut them down if the Lord wants to do something. Uh, by being where we have been, I would still pray the way we pray because I, I, I see how um, it has it has shown an example to our kids because we have to pray in the living room. And like Jamie was saying, they're playing and we're praying. Like literally, they're on the floor playing with toys and we're praying. And they're in and out and they're walking between their bedroom and outside and we're praying they're outside playing and then they come in and we're praying and they they don't just hear us behind a closed door praying they see us and they hear us and they have grown up that way that they see us praying and I believe that has cultivated something in them yes that and they've seen it and shown that we really do live this life. We don't just come to church Sunday and talk about it and pray there and pray with the body, but we're actually bringing it home, and it's real at home. It's not just it's turned off when we get home, you know, yeah. and and so that, that could be confusing um, to a child if they see, oh, mom prays at church, but, I, you know, she don't pray at home. Yeah. That could be confusing. I mean, this is a you live a life of consecration to God and it's never can be turned off. Um it's just always joyful to be with the body. There's strength there at to be with the body, you gain strength there. But it's it it, it should be a part of your life as as your walk with God. Um prayer should be flowing in and out of you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, anytime, doing the dishes, doing the laundry, yeah. <laughs> um, driving, and it, you know, it should be a, you should, we should be constantly connected to the flow of God's spirit, not just on service times. Yeah. 
and our, our kids have seen us uh, pray while while we do the dishes and pray in the car. And I mean, my, my son sees me walk through the house. I'm just praying, praying in the Holy Ghost, doing the dishes, praying in the Holy Ghost. They, they see it. And um, th- that's part of cultivating the peace of God in your home. It, it has to be filled with prayer. It has to. And it's good to live that in front of your kids, to let them see and hear you pray, um, and to teach them the Word of God. So what good is it if, if you evangelize the world but don't evangelize your own children? Proverbs 22 and 6 says, Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he's old he will not depart. So what good is if it is it if I'm evangelizing the world, but I'm not evangelizing my own children? I'm not teaching them the word of God. What good is it if I'm teaching the word to others, but not to my own kids? And you have to fight for your children. You have to pray over your children. We pray over our kids every night. Mm-hmm. And we speak things over them. You know, we... I, I declare over Jackson every night that he's going to walk with God and he's going to build a genuine relationship with God and he's going to love God with all of his heart, mind, soul, and strength. And we we declare things over our children and pray over them every night. And because you've got to fight for your kids and cultivate your home into a place that is safe, um, uh, that they they feel the peace of God, that they experience the love of God, that they feel like they can talk to you. You're not going to shove your finger in their face and condemn them for everything, but you're going to help them and love them and help them spiritually and cultivate in your home, in your marriage, the love of God the peace of God, to love one another as spouses. The Bible tells us to prefer one another and to esteem each other as better than ourselves. It tells us to do that between brethren in the church. We should do that in our marriage as well, preferring one another, esteeming each other as better than than ourselves. Uh, If you do that, you have a pretty good marriage, I think. I hope I do that. I know my wife very good about that preferring others <laughs> over herself so uh, amen it, it's important it's important to prepare an ark for the saving of your family it's important you've got to protect your kids especially in today's world you have to protect your children and um, watch over them, pray for them, protect their minds, pay attention to what your children are getting into, pay attention to what they're listening to, what they're watching. And I, I know when your, your children get a little older, it's a little harder maybe, and as they become teenagers, they have to start making decisions for themselves. Uh, but train them up, 
while they're young and pour into them and prepare them and pay attention to what you're allowing in your home, what type of entertainments and what they're playing with, what they're listening to, watching, pay attention, let the Holy Ghost lead you. Uh, Some people may think I'm crazy or that we're crazy, but whether you believe it or not, we have seen it personally. And there are things that can be attached to inanimate objects, to toys, to backpacks. There are things that can just be attached and um, pay attention. Pay attention to the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost has to reveal those types of things to you. But I, I remember there was one time Mia was being real, really restless at night, crying and all kinds of stuff. And we were praying, or at least my, my wife was praying through the home. And when she walked into Mia's bedroom, she got such a flow of prayer that was very authoritative. And, uh, it's war, warfare. and she'd walk out and it would leave. And then she'd walk back into her room and it would come back on her. And she did this several times. And she was drawn to a backpack and she felt like we need to get rid of this backpack. There's something attached to it. And, uh, so when I got home, she told me about it. She didn't tell me the, about the backpack. She just said, told me about her going in and out of the room and, uh, the warfare prayer setting down on her. And so she asked me to go in there and see what the Holy ghost would show me. So I walked in and immediately I was drawn to that backpack and I said, uh, I think we need to get rid of this backpack. There's something attached to it. And she said, yeah, the Lord showed me that. I was wanting to make sure. We got rid of that backpack, threw it away, and immediately Mia was sleeping. She wasn't restless at night. Uh, so we've seen this by experience. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. It's real. I mean, the spiritual world is very, very real. Very real. Yeah. We fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Powers. Powers. So wickedness. Pay pay attention. Pay attention to what's in your child in your children's rooms. Even if it's an inanimate object, a toy, what entertainments, I'm telling you, pay attention. Prepare an ark for the saving of your family. Prepare a safe place for the saving of your family. Um well I, while we were talking, I don't know. I guess I'll read this and you let me know um, what you think about it. Um, But it's Deuteronomy 4, uh, verse 9 and 10. And it says only, um, Take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them to your sons and your sons' sons. Especially the day that when thou stoodest before the Lord thy God in Horeb, Horeb, when the Lord said unto me, Gather me the people together, and I will make them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days that they shall live upon the earth, and that they may teach their children. Yeah. Teach your children. I don't know. That, that scripture just... Um, 
it was just the fear of the Lord of, of Noah that that we would learn to fear all our days and that we would teach our children that we wouldn't fail in teaching our children and passing on the word of God to our children. Um, you know, it, it can be a danger if you do not teach your, you cannot depend on Sunday school teachers, you know, or just teaching at, at, at the, um, church house. The word of God has got to be taught in our homes. It is, it has got to be, um, important and shown that it's important and, um, and that it is our responsibility as as families um, to teach our children and to be an example unto them. Yeah. Yes, for sure. It, ha- it has a start in the home. Uh, Sunday school teachers, class teachers, you know, children's ministry, that's very important. Very, very important. Uh, but it's more important that you are teaching them in your home that that you as the parent is teaching your child so you know don't don't depend on the Sunday school teacher to uh, to give it all to your your child you have to teach your child you have to equip them and live the life in front of them and teach them the word of God and teach them the principles in the word of God. You, you have to do that. So I mean, Deuteronomy six. Yeah. I think that's where I was. I was trying to get to. So go go (laughs) ahead and go ahead and read it, baby. Uh, Deuteronomy. Me and the microphone, we're going to dance. Um, Six, start, start with seven. verse four. Okay. To go down to nine. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where I was <laughs> turning. Okay. Uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. Teach your kids. (laughs) Teach them diligently. You shall teach them diligently unto thy children. Talk of them when you sit in the house, when you walk in the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. That That's teaching your kids. Yeah. When you're sitting in the house, talk to your kids about God. When you're walking in the way, talk to your kids about God. When you lay them down to bed, talk to them about God. When they get up in the morning, talk to them about God. Teach your kids. Invest into your kids. Cultivate the peace of God in your home. Protect your home. Protect your children. Fight for your children. Noah, by faith, Noah, 
moved with fear and prepared an ark for the saving of his house. For the saving of his house. I, uh, I want to do everything I can to prepare my home as an ark for the saving of my house. I, I want my son to know, I want my daughter to know that home is a safe place. That, I, God forbid, I don't ever want to see them walk away from God. But if that was to ever happen, I want them to remember our house. That is, the peace of God is there. The love of God is there. And if they were ever to walk away, that they could always remember my father's house. And, and obviously we, we know that that is a spiritual concept of the father's house, coming back to the father. But I would like for them to remember their physical father and their physical mother that, you know, I remember dad's house. Man, the peace of God that was there. Man, the love of God. I'm going to go back. I want, I want to go back. I want to feel the peace of God. I want to go back. And that they would know that we would not condemn them, that we would not throw them down and just kick them when they're down and put their face in the mud but that we would welcome them and love them and restore them. I want my children to know I believe in restoration and that they could always come back and be restored. Uh, God forbid, I, I don't ever want to see my children walk away, but I want to prepare our home that there's peace here. There's, there's love, there's restoration found. Amen. It's, it's important. And in these days, it's it's not it's not a time to relax. It's not a time to fall asleep. It's not a it's time to wake up. Um, if you can see the world around us is everything starting to shake. Um, it's time to get our houses in order. If they're not in order, they need to get in order um, according to the Word of God. The Word of God is the only thing that's going to be unshakable. While the world is shaken, the Word of God will be unshakable, unmovable. Yeah. So I guess um, I'm going to say this last point and then we'll kind of wrap it up here. But so I, I am a pastor and I don't know how many pastors are listening to breadcrumbs or ministers, ministers in general. Uh it's important not to forget your family. It's, it's important that you do not get so wrapped up in ministry that you forget your family. It's very important. And I've had several men of God tell me that. Um, to remember my family, to make sure I don't get lost in the sauce, I guess, and uh, forget my family. And um, I don't think I've really had a problem with that. 
I'm glad I, I haven't, but I have seen it, and I have had several men of God warn me, and I thank God for their word of advice and their warnings because it is a very real pitfall that ministers fall into. And so I want to also echo that warning to other ministers. Do not forget your family. Do not get lost in saving the world because just so you know, you can't save the world. Only Jesus can. And he does have more ministers than just you and just me. He can get his job done. It's not the will of God for you to lose your family because you're so busy giving yourself to everyone else. Uh, I am not saying not to follow the Holy Ghost in all things. Follow the Lord. He's the Lord. But when you're following the will of God, he's going to ensure that you have time for your family. And if you never have time for your family, you are not in the will of God. Because in his will, he's going to ensure you have time for your family. And uh, Brother Robinette told me this. And it's very true because whenever you're in ministry, there are seasons that you are just extremely busy. And then there's seasons where it's a little slower and the Lord allows that so you can have time with your family. And uh, I'm trying to remember it exactly, but Brother Robinette said that he calls it um, privilege, something and privilege, price and privilege. That's it, if I remember right. Brother Robinette, if you ever listen to this podcast and I f- did not quote it correctly, please forgive me. Can but, write a correctional review. <laughs> 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 Sorry, brother, that's not what I said. I believe he said price and privilege. And, and he talks about there's a price to pay. And th- that price is, man, sometimes you just get really busy. But there's always a, a rest that the Lord brings. Even Jesus went to away places to rest. Yeah. Even Jesus didn't forget his own mom. Mm-hmm. So he always provides a time of rest. So there are there is a price to pay. and There will be times that you're extremely busy. But there's always going to be a time of rest that God brings and allows because it's not the will of God for you to lose your family and you need to take that rest. And then that's privilege time where you spend ample time with your family. Do not lose your family in the ministry. It's not worth it, nor is it the will of God. And I I had a man of God, uh, tell me this past weekend about men of God that he saw that lost their family or got to the end of their life and did not spend adequate time with their family and things that, that, that went on. It, it's not worth it. Spend time with your family. Make family days. Let the Lord give you rest and spend time with your family. Do not lose your family in ministry. Do not beat yourself up when you have an 
an off day, a rest day. That doesn't mean on those days you don't pray. It doesn't mean on those days you don't walk with God. You walk with God, but uh, you might not minister to somebody that day, and that's okay. Minister to your family by spending time with them. Do not lose your family. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. So, Amen. And we've learned a lot, too, <laughs> being a family. And since being married, we've been married almost 12 years. Yep. And uh, a lot of learning, repenting, and getting back up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be married 12 years and 10 and 11 days. But we're still young elders. 11 days. We're still young elders. We will be married 12 years. We are young elders. <laughs> that, For one day we will be elder is, elders. That window is quickly closing. Uh. Uh. <laughs> so, well. Amen. I think, Sweetie. That was good. Do you have any closing remarks here? Have anything lastly to say? I don't have a joke. I can't end on a joke. Okay. <laughs> I'm all out. <laughs> well, what is it? One hit wonder? One hit wonder, yeah. yeah. With your dad joke? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, uh, yeah, I, I hope this has been a blessing to someone. And uh, my lovely wife is going to close this out with this scripture in Jesus name number 6 and t- verse 24 the Lord bless thee and keep thee the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace and they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them in Jesus name God bless you, and may the peace and grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be upon you. Amen.